It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity, seize everything you ever wanted, one moment. Sports Chumps, episode 10. I hope everybody out there is having a great weekend. I hope everybody is enjoying the weekend. We had some decent weather uh, today and Friday. Saturday was kind of a wash, but that's okay. Dean the Dream, Mikey Nails coming at you. What's going on, Dean? How you doing? What's going on, Nails? Pretty good week. It's in the books. For you. For you. Yeah, no, it was a mixed bag, but I mean, we get through it. We get through it, and we get to our sanctuary here, which is the... uh, which is the studio slash cave on a, usually a Tuesday night, but now it's a Sunday night. I love it down here. Like I said last week, it's the best. I'm surrounded by all my sports heroes. I keep saying it. Got some stuff going on to the left, your right on Facebook, straight ahead behind me. We got two TVs going. We're good. We're rocking. Now we're, we're ready to go. We're hitting we're double. You got the dry look tonight. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took I took the shower, and you know the look when I don't go with the gel. That's that's yeah, the play. It's the best. So you've seen the Antonio's look with the gel. You it's the best. Yeah, I just went out. You got not- the Jerry curls going when I, you got the juice in there. I went out natural. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you put a little love juice in the hair and go behind the bar and sling some vodka. That's that's, that's how, how we it goes. That's how we roll. A couple of busy weeks, but it's uh, it's good to be able to do this and. Uh, Get back to the things that we enjoy doing. Did you go out at all after work this week? Nah. Nah, I came home? Nah, I've just been so busy, and now I'm busy again this week with uh, with parties during the day. That's and good, though. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm staying busy, but... Uh, Making the money. Yeah, you know, less chance to get in trouble, I guess. Uh, I think our trouble days are over, but you know what I'm saying. It's I, just, I certainly hope so. The weeks just seem to run into each other, but yeah, uh, no complaints. But this is, this is what it's all about, is that week where we get to wrap up the, the week that was... And that's, yeah. you know, school starts back up for me September 1st. Wow. Yeah. So, but it comes up quick. I mean, a couple of days this week, I mean, I'm not complaining, but it was oppressive. I mean, the weather was hot. We oh, were cracking. Yeah. I think it hit 96 in yes. my car one day. I said, that's a little, little much yeah, for me. I don't so. leave the house when I get I, I, 98. I'm done. Like, it's good. Like, you, I'm good. You're a little I'm more beach oriented than I am. And I know you do that. You know, obviously, Today the, I went for, to the beach for, with for, uh, for the purpose, my better half. Yeah. For the purpose of uh, making other people around you happy and yourself too. I'm sure you like it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Let me just describe what happened today at the beach. Oh I God. get in the car. Yeah. Right? We drive up to Newport. She wants to go to Second Beach. I go I go over the bridge. I do the toll. I get to the beach. But you got to you got to park and then go pay to park at this computer thing. thing. So you got to pay to park to pay to park? <laughs> I got to pay to get over the bridge. <laughs> right. Then I had to pay to park. Yeah. Okay? When you pay to park, you park the car now. And you, you go to this machine. You put the credit card in. And you pay for four hours. Okay. So you're allowed four hours on the beach. Okay. Give me a guess how much it costs. I'm not cheap by any means. You know that. No. I am not a cheap Most generous guy I know. 
G- give me a guess on how much you think it costs for four hours yeah. to sit on the beach in Newport. All right, because I haven't been to the beach since nah, about let's, 2005. Let's catch up I can, 2021. Yeah, I can just ballpark it and say, I don't know, four hours. I, if, if it sounds outrageous, I'll assume that maybe they whacked you for maybe 10 bucks an hour and hit you for 40 bucks. No, nah, it was 25. Oh, all right. Okay. 25. All right. So it's what? Six bucks an hour, seven bucks an hour? To me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. To sit on the beach and. Just sit on the, the beach. Money? Yeah, where but, does but the money go? That's what everybody does. Just sit on the sit beach. On the what beach. Do we, yeah, but that's that's the that's what people go for. And and, and, and and the beach is disgusting. It's not even clean. Yeah. You got the red seaweed everywhere. The people are just littered. They don't care. I don't know if it's because the the, the town of Newport doesn't give out back or whatever the situation is. But I mean, I went. I put my time in. We drove home. She cooked. I had a good meal, and now I'm here doing the sports jumps. Now, I, I mean, this whole Newport Beach thing, I would think if you're heading down the beach, wouldn't it be like a Scarborough or a uh, well, Narragansett? Well, I, 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 usually, go, I usually go to Salty Brian, Narragansett, but she wanted to go to Newport, uh, Second Beach for some reason, so we went. But it's the last time we're going. Say la vie, Newport. It's over. It's over. I ain't mean, going back there. I'll just go sit in the wall in, in Narragansett. I mean, I'm not being picky or anything. I, I don't you. know if anybody's listening. I'm not, I don't mean to insult I anybody and all that. I love the beach. But I think it's a little ridiculous to pay the park $25 to go sit on sand in a dirty beach with red seaweed and people just throwing garbage everywhere. But let's, let's no, get on to I, the I show. I just want to tell you one thing before you move on. That like the, I have a, a few women friends, some mm-hmm. female friends, that always try to like say, you know what, I'd like to find a nice significant other for you. You know, what do you like to do? And I always tell them, they go, we know you hate the beach, the seaweed, on the feet, the whole nine. And I'm just telling you that you didn't do anything to, to encourage me to want to go to the beach. I'm just telling you. So if they ask me again down the road, I'm just going to say, listen. You can go to the beach. My- just, just don't go to the second beach in Newport. Yeah, I think I'm good with the whole scene. I, I like the pool scene. I like yes. I'm a pool guy. Absolutely. I like the beach. I'm going to Florida. Not this week. Next week. The beaches in Florida are totally different. I go in the water. I have fun. Yeah. I like it down there. But I'm a, around here for some reason. I'm a pool guy. I like the pool. It's clean. It's, I don't know. Maybe well, I'm I'm, maybe a, I'm just being. I'm even a pool guy. If I go on like the baseball trips with the salty dog. Yeah. Like, just give me the pool. Uh, you know, let the other the beach. I'm I'm all, I'm all set. Maybe I'm just being a baby. I don't know. But whatever. Let's get on to the show. All right. All right. Sports Chumps, episode 10. Here we go. Okay. Growing up in the 70s and 80s, in my eyes, a lot of my friends were Dallas Cowboy fans. Now, I don't know if you agree with that or you don't, but it was America's team. There was a lot of good players. As time went on, there were better players. As time went on, they kind of they went into a little hole. But I can remember growing up as a kid that a lot of my friends were fans of, it was two teams actually, the Dallas Cowboys and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. Um, I When I was a kid, I would say that the Cowboys part, I agree with 100%. The, the Steeler thing, don't forget, the Steel Curtain and those four Super Bowls in the 70s into like right near the, I think it was 79 was the last one when they beat Ferragamo and the Rams. But I don't really, I, I don't, resonate with that little era when they had you know steel curtain and mean joe green by then he was doing commercials for coca-cola but um i definitely agree with the cowboys i i actually hate to admit that i kind of bought into that they're the america's team they were i was watching danny white he was the, the best he was, he was actually the punter and the quarterback yes. at the time tony dorsett i love tony dorsett um i was actually i thought you were going to maybe see the raiders i thought growing up i liked marcus no, allen the raiders too. And then later on of course bo jackson so they, those are the teams see, when i, I, I when like i think of the raiders you're gonna laugh at me i think of plunkett well that would that well plunkett and allen yeah. were together on yeah. when they you know, now, you know plunkett paid for the patriots yeah he was the number one pick in the yeah. draft yeah. D- just didn't get it done there now, he was deaf 
Yeah. You, you know, he had, did you know, he had two, if I'm not mistaken, deaf. I thought he had two parents. They were both blind. I thought it was. I, I was it blind he, or deaf? No, I, I could I, be wrong. I, no, I think I'm. Not that we mean to make light fan, of this. Fans it's, out there. Uh, you know. No, um, fans out there. Correct me if I'm wrong. Email us at sportstrumps at yeah. gmail.com. I think he was deaf. He definitely wasn't blind. He's not throwing the ball being no, blind. No, but he is, I know his parents. Both his <laughs> yeah. parents were either deaf or blind. Yeah, I'm we'll not have to sure. Google that. Okay, but Plunkin obviously, for some reason, just didn't click in New England at the no. time. Um, he drafted, How many rings does he have with the Raiders? He got two with the Raiders. Came up and I think he was the number one pick in the 70 draft with the New England Patriots. Um, I think they had moved on from being the Boston Patriots. They may have been Boston when he got drafted and then moved over. Yeah. But um, he just didn't click there with nah. New England. And I think he went on to actually play for the 49ers for a year or two. He had he, bad he knees. And then he went to the Raiders and somehow was just resurrected and, yeah. and had a great uh, rejuvenation great. under Tom Flores. Another, uh, he's not mentioned a lot. Bit, no, he's not. He's not. He was he was growing up as a kid. He loved that. Yeah. Number 16. Yeah, he's, he great. got it done. And, of course, he had a local product on that team. Mark Van Egan was on the last of that uh, that Super Bowl run there because Van Egan had two rings. I think he got one with Madden in the 70s and then one with, you know, later on in the early 80s. So, you know, Plunkett just uh, just didn't click there in New England. But back to your point about the uh, the teams that we believed in when we were coming up. Yeah, the Patriots were on over here, but they weren't, you know, they weren't nah. prominent then with nah. Rogan and guys like that and Tommy Hodson and Tony Eason. You know, they squished the fish in 86. Tony and then, got, then they got buried by the Super Bowl shuffle with the, oh, with the, with the Bears. They just yeah. rolled over us with the fridge. One of my favorite players of all time, Jim McMahon. All time. I know you don't want to hear that. No, I mean, he's a character. I mean, I wouldn't call him like a... One no, of, he's one of my favorite players. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah. it doesn't have to be a great player for it to be your favorite player. No. I mean, he's not going to go down in history as one of the, t- you know, an upper echelon type no. guy, but uh, he stirred the pot. But yeah, uh, He was great. He knew how to. He knew where the cameras were. Oh, he definitely did. At, at all, at all bands, t- wristbands, at all times. But, but I think, um, I think where you're going with this is is the Dallas Cowboys. They're the team that everybody says America's team. Now you may argue now it's the, it's the it's the New England Patriots, but uh, you know, depends on who, who you ask and who uh, who's viewing. So so talking about the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you had mentioned the show last podcast called Hard Knocks, and I happened to watch it for about. Four minutes, five minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually start watching it because I'm I, I'm into those shows, and I recently I was watching uh, all the thirty for thirties on ESPN. But let's talk about Hard Knocks. The first episode of this season was about Dak Dak Prescott. Okay, he got an injury last year. I believe the injury was in Oct- was on October 11th. The Cowboys fans was if you're a Cowboy fan, that was the worst day for any Cowboy fan. He had a right ankle contusion and a right ankle separation, okay? Now, in April of 2020, his brother committed suicide. So what he had to go through to get back on the field, I believe he had two surgeries, okay? He had to deal with his brother committing suicide. He had to deal with all the bullshit from the press and the media. Yeah. Now, I, I never really looked at And excuse me, not to mention his contract. They gave him a haggle over it. So he wasn't signed at the time right. he got hurt. So he was up in, you know, in limbo. Now they're saying... Wait a minute, is Dallas, are the Cowboys going to hose this guy now? Or are they going to sign him in honor of the fact that like he's their franchise quarterback and they're going to re-up this guy? And they did. They gave him the chat up. He, he, well, I tell you what, for all the stuff he's been through and all the he, – he's pushing through. And I think at this point, the only person that he needs to prove – he needs to prove to himself that he can come back and play the game again. Now, I'm not a, a, a Dak Prescott fan, but after watching just about five minutes of Hard Knocks – for some reason, I turned into a fan because how he explained it in those first five minutes. You you saw the whole series. Yes. Talked about scars. 
He talked about getting back on the field. He talked about being on the gridiron, and he talked about how that is his life. And I think a major part of this was his brother committing suicide and how he just wants to prove to everybody that I am Dak Prescott and I, I fucking belong. Right. I know, no, listen, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I will tell you one thing. Um, I think you need to be careful, too, when you talk about trying to do too much too soon. You're talking, he's looking, he's got something to prove, a little chip on his shoulder, has to prove to himself he can stay healthy. He has to prove to the Cowboys, to Cowboys Nation that he can still play. Uh, obviously, the money's there now. He's got the contractual thing out of the way, so he can just relax and play football. But sometimes you press too hard, and if you saw the beginning of Hard Knocks and at least the you know first 10 or 15 minutes, you're looking at a guy who was upset when they told him, you're done for the day. This guy wants, you know, I want more reps. I, want, I missed a year. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make up he's for ready. time. I, he says he is, but now I don't, you know, and obviously this episode went a little bit deeper and now he's been shut down with a shoulder injury. I, I read that. So, so, so you know what? Sometimes you do a little bit too much with one part of your body and you hurt enough, you know, overcompensate somewhere else. And next thing you know, they, they, they're saying that the trainer said it could be a lat issue. They don't know yet right well, now. Well, I, I, so, I read a, uh, a write-up today saying that it's not as serious as they think it is. It's not, but the bottom line is they were saying he can't finish the throws. So that no. came out of nowhere. Mike McCarthy, you know, I don't want to say it, but he was F-bombing left and right. He said, what the? And like, he didn't see that you coming. Say it, say it. Yeah, I can if no, I, I have to. I want to hear you say it. No, I'm say it. No, I want to hear you say it. There'll be a time when I say I it. I want to hear you say it tonight. No, it can't be canned. If I feel it, I'll say it. This was McCarthy. This wasn't me, okay? The kahuna's not there tonight. Nah, that's not true at all. I'm, all right. a, I'm, I'm, I'm being professional right now. There'll be a well, time for me not podcast. to be. True. Well, I think you should let it go now because sooner or later we're going to be on the radio. So let it go. Really? Yeah. No, it's, well, I'm all good. Right. All right. But, so basically what happened was now, now McCarthy, I could tell, was frustrated because here's a guy, you know, you're the coach of the Cowboys. You're under the gun. So you're like, you know, you know that you've got to win football games, and the only way you're going to win football games is with uh, Dak Prescott under center, not the kid, the Italian kid, Danucci. He's going to be having linguine and clam sauce uh, next Danucci. week. So I'm just saying, you need Prescott to win football games. Yeah. But now he's saying, so it was funny because Prescott, and I give him credit, he's a trooper. He's out on the field. They had him still doing all the work, but he wasn't throwing. And finally, McCarthy said, well, what good is he out here to the trainer? He said, he goes, maybe you want to get him into the locker room and find out what's going on here with the shoulder. Right. Because, you know, it's, he's kind of right. He's the golden goose. Yeah. And he goes, and he said, he goes, I don't want you, don't try to be a hero. He goes, just, I, I, I respect you being out here, but why don't you get back in and get that check? Yeah. So it looks like, you know, no harm, no foul. He didn't play in that, that Hall of Fame game against the Steelers, no. obviously. And um, doesn't look like he's going to play much, you know, going forward in this postseason, which obviously you want to protect the guy. Um, Let me ask you a question. Uh, Hard Knocks, what night is that on? Is it? It's always Tuesday. So Tuesday nights, what time? I believe it goes on. You know, don't forget, they run it a zillion times, but the original, like, live, it goes on, not live, but the first viewing is uh, Tuesday night, I think, at 10 o'clock. Kind of usually after our usual podcast time. Okay. So it's, it's right around know. that time, yeah. Good to know. So I told you I so had the a The little- whole season is going to be on the Cowboys. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And, I, and I'm guessing they've done it, and if I remember... They've covered the Cowboys before. They've been they've been featured on Hard Knocks. I've seen the Jets, the Dolphins, a bunch of teams. They did the Rams one year when when Steve Fisher was still the coach. Um, I guess Belichick frowned at it. He didn't want it. And we'll get into a lot of the Patriot talk later. But um, I found it very interesting. It was funny because I told you last week that you know usually they focus on you know some kid that's trying to make it. You know that, that didn't get drafted or some kid who just came out of nowhere. They came right out of the gates. It was Prescott. And I'm saying to myself, well, duh, that makes sense. The guy yeah. missed a year. Like you said, all the tragedy he went through. Of course, they're going to leave with him. I don't think him. anybody understands how serious, or maybe they do, but I think a lot of fans that haven't played sports but like sports, they don't understand how serious of an injury that is. I mean, he's lucky he's walking. Yeah. I mean, basically what happened was 
He had a contusion, which means the bone comes through the skin. And yeah. I'm almost positive that's what a contusion yeah, is. The leg and go the one ankle, way. Uh, oh. the ankle separated yeah. from from the bone. Yeah, I, I looked. Right ankle. I looked away, and I didn't, I never saw the replay. I don't want to see you that. You know, it's that's. I don't want to see that. But you know what? Kudos to him. He's working hard to get back. They need him. Um, I found the episode overall as, as we move on from Prescott. I found the episode very in. Uh, Enchanting, it kept me like kept my attention because once you get into it, you're either into it or you're not, right, right from the get go. And I found that you know, obviously, if it turns out him and Ezekiel Elliott are best friends, the running back, and mm-hmm. gave each other birthday gift or something, it was you know some gifts, doing magic well, and Isaiah, all that, whatever. But no, they they seem to have a tightness, a bond there, and that's great. And I didn't even realize I forgot because Prescott wasn't drafted high; he went in the fourth round. Ezekiel Elliott was a top. 10 pick, I believe. Yeah. I forgot they were in the same draft. So Dallas hit it out of the park that year by getting both of those guys. So whoever's drafting over there, and I'm not a big Jerry Jones fan, but he did a great job with those two picks. Well, let's, um, let's wish uh, Dak Prescott, he gets better, and I hope he has a great season. He deserves to have a good season just so he has his confidence back. And maybe, you know, Dallas can return to being America's team. And again, what did I, what did I say last week? We, we talked about this. We may not, you and I may not be Cowboy fans, but we think football is better when the Cowboys, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Raiders, the teams that were good when we were growing up, when they're, when they're good, it's good for the league. Correct. And I, be, I believe that. It puts the meat in the seats. Definitely. Jerry Jones, there was some weak stuff on Jones. Like he, he had some press conference where he started talking about about just, you know, I would almost like I would do anything for a Super Bowl right now. I mean, granted, no one's going to feel bad for them. They won three in the 90s, yeah. but they it's been tw- since 95. It's been 26 years. So he's getting a little long in the tooth, and I know his son kind of runs things there. But um, He's getting agitated. They got a good ball club, but I don't see them as a, as a factor. Um, moving on, as far as like other guys that seem to be featured, now things can change in the next couple of weeks, but it looked like obviously with Prescott, Elliott, a couple other guys. Um most of the focus was on their number one pick, linebacker Micaiah Parsons out of uh, Penn State, who's a total stud. Patriots had some interest in him. I'm Didn't grab of, him. I'm kind, well, I'm kind, no, I'm kind of glad that actually that he was gone by the time New England picked because I was that was the night I, I wanted Mac Jones, and I was wondering if like you know is, is Belichick going to go defense because this kid Parsons he goes end line to end line he can play. Right. So I mean it looks like they got the next superstar linebacker, okay. another guy who I think he played one series and they told him you're done for the night. He picked up the phone. The, the defensive coordinator, who actually is uh, the the coach Quinn, who used to coach the Falcons, who blew the Super Bowl against the Patriots a few oh, years wow. ago. He's the new D- DC. He's the new defensive coordinator. Nice. He said, "No, you're done for the night." And there was a, again, f bombs were flying. He's like, "We got to protect you here. We got three more preseason yeah. games. Chill out." You well, know the guys I mean? are antsy. So, they want to play. They want to show that they can play. And it's the first preseason yeah. game. Everybody needs to be. Who knows? Kid's 22 years old. He's getting followed by hard knocks and all. Oh, so yeah. he's sitting. He's sitting there nails, and he's go, he's talking to uh, whoever was sitting next to him. The kid Van Vanderish, the the linebacker, good. Okay. Good ball player. Um, and he's sitting there and he's telling me, he's like, all right, so now I'm done for the night. He goes, so now I got to sit here for two and a half hours. Right? He starts crunching the numbers. I got to sit here for two and a half hours. Then we got to go in and get ready and get onto the plane. And there's another three hours. He goes, then we got to- got know, some ADD the, going on. Yeah, the media, he's he's at, he's going through all the permutations of like how the night's going to go. This is all on the mic. Yeah, he's just sitting there. He's talking about how not, for about nine hours, he's got nothing to do is what he's saying. He's like, this is, you know, meaning like I want to play football. This guy wants to- so it, it was it was pretty funny. I got a kick. Uh, I, I enjoyed the first episode, and I hope it I hope it gets better. But I like to see like the I like to see the competition. Who's competing with someone for a roster spot? You know, they call you into the office. You hate to see anyone lose their job, and they tell you bring that playbook. It's uh, it's it, it's, it's all she wrote. I saw. So basically, to summarize, I I thought the Prescott stuff was very interesting. Enjoyed it. Um, I like this kid Parsons. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. And I would say that the Jerry Jones. Uh, 
press conference was was beyond lame. Thought that was lame. They show him in his office, like like eating a, like a McMuffin. Sometimes, sometimes these guys, like all oh, the owners and stuff, just stay off the camera. Just it's just. Well, he's a well, he's a control freak. He lives for it. Yeah, but at some point, someone's going to say, "Listen, drift into the background. Let your people do that." But go, you're the back of the house. I'm the front of the house. Do your thing. Yeah, he. See you later. Well, that's why he lost Jimmy Johnson 25 years ago because he couldn't do that. He couldn't let it go. He has to be, and that's why they clashed. It's too much, you know. And that's why he got Barry Switzer. He got another Super Bowl out of him, but he was a puppet, and then it all backfired. And they haven't won it since. So know your role. Stay in your lane. That's it. Like the Rock says, know your role and shut your mouth. Wow. You a big rock fan? Uh, you know I'm a big wrestling fan. Right. But let's leave it at that because you think it's fake. Do you know I that. never watched him in anything until Ballers? Did you? Oh, did you? it's great. I Ballers like, is I like great. Ballers. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. He's I know the NFL wasn't happy with that, though, because they didn't like the depiction uh, well, of how they're, well, they're being shown. Because it might shown. be true. Might yeah, be because true. I don't know. Because I don't know. You got players taking out. Having you got players going five thousand dollar lunches eating Alaskan king yeah. crab legs for lunch. I mean they're shooting it up on some on someone's dime, yeah. you know. And, they, and then they want and then they want a bump up in salary. But no, I I, I enjoyed that. He he was good in that show. Oh, he he's was great. He's great. He was the chasing rock, it. The former the rock styled. I mean I mean he doesn't have an ego. He he does a lot of shows. He does a lot of movies. He's always in the media. He never says the wrong thing. I mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll put it. We'll throw him in the sports jumps at some point when uh when the time is right. Moving on, preseason. Patriots, first preseason game against the Washington quotation football team. You got it right. I know, but that's... God forbid you didn't. I, I you know. Just <laughs> so, it's been one and a half years since any fan has been in Gillette Stadium for a football game. That's amazing. That I'm happy that we're back. Well, let's I'm hope there's no setbacks. The back. I yeah. hope there's no setbacks. Yes. It was good to see them. In the stadium. Yeah. Patriots won their game 22 to 13. Um, I'm, I'm just happy that the fans are there. The, 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 the excitement's back. You must be excited. I, I, I'm thrilled over it. I'm, I'm, I've, it's nice to see football back, whether it's preseason, regular season. I'm not a big preseason guy, but um, just to see football again, to see fans. You, you know, it's it's funny because we're going to get into the Newton-Mac Jones thing, but it's just funny how, like, I think about last year with the COVID, like, these guys all got a pass. There were no fans. They could have Newton would have got booed seven ways to Sunday last year, but this year there's no, there's no passes. Everybody's back. Yeah. So, you know what? Take the heat, you know, and, Nobody expects anybody to be Tom Brady. Brady's in another wow. uniform now. We no all know that. No one's ever going to be Tom Brady. Exactly. But Just be who you are. I got to say, before you get into the numbers and all this stuff, I got to say, it, and I didn't get to see the game. I saw some on the replay. There was a hell of a buzz when Jones came into the oh, game. Yeah. It just, And I'm not saying it was Brady-esque, but um, well, he looked like he made some throws in his first season, even though it was a preseason game, that even at that time, Brady wasn't ready at that point in his career. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying he's ahead of where Brady was. I'm just saying this kid looks like he could possibly be the real deal. He went 13 for 19 throws, went for 87 yards in limited minutes. I mean, that's the first time on the field that he played Yeah, preseason. He had it for someone that just stepped on the field, okay? Yeah. He had a decent game. I, I know. I mean, Cam, yeah. Cam started. Fitz, what's his name? Ryan Fitzpatrick started. Yeah, Fitzy's been Fitzy on. Fitzy started. He, yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't own a home. He rents because he's been on like 17 yeah. teams. But no, I mean, he, Fitz, he's a, he's a stopgap for a yeah. team until they have a quarterback. He, he I mean, didn't, Patriots defense didn't play bad. I mean, obviously it was. It was neither offense got started early. They, they, they sucked. Yeah. Uh, the loudest noise in that stadium was when. 
Mac Jones stepped on that field. There was a different buzz, man. I'm telling you. And I believe, I believe, in in my heart, it's because Cam Newton was out of character when he called him Mac and Cheese, and the fans were like, fuck him, Newton. Yeah. We want Mac Jones. Now, we'll talk about that going down the road. Yeah, later on. Um, so obviously Cam came out of the gates four. I think he was four for seven for forty nine yards. I want. I know. I, I know. You know how I am with stats and yeah, everything. Stat, I just want to. Well, the one thing I want to want to bring to everyone's attention, if they saw the game, um, if you look at Mac Jones's stats, he had thirteen for nineteen. That was tremendous. Pedestrian, only eighty seven yards, but very accurate. A lot of people don't realize, and I'm not being a you know a, a, a perfectionist on on the numbers but he really was 14 for 19 one of his throws to jacoby myers he caught the ball and it was clear mikey and and belichick decided not to challenge it i think i think part of the reason on that was because it left it left jones with maybe like a third and six or something i think he wanted wanted to see wanted to put him in that position to see listen preseason game we don't care about wins and losses why am i going to throw a challenge flag here let him figure it out and he got and i think the next play he got the job done he got a completion he he got a completion and, and he moved the chain so you saw a lot of good things out of jones even Newton, I will say this, and William, you know, I'm not, I'm not a cam guy. Belichick's a cam guy, but well, um, well, well, uh, wait, wait, wait. We think he's a cam guy because the media is perceiving us to think that he's a cam. Well, after we saw we'll last talk year, about that. I mean, the guy played almost the whole season. We'll talk about right. that. But he was four for seven. And it looked like he did get rid of the ball quick. You know, he was getting it out of there quick. So at least he's the release was yeah. there. You know, he's got he's a couple. Dialed. He's got a couple more weapons around them this year, so there's less excuse for him. Um, but Jones looked like he was finding guys quick. He got the ball out. He's very accurate, and it looks like he's he he knows what he's he doing. Understands the game. I, I think so. I mean, I, I don't know if he's going to be able to read the defenses at the NFL level right you now. Can't go by one we, game. we we don't know. No. We don't know. But I, I'll be honest with you. What I would between the ovation, which was just a nice little touch, of, you mm-hmm. know, if you're if you're a Mac Jones guy and you want to see him play right away, um, but uh, I, my you know, obviously my question to you and to anybody else, or a question back to me is: Is this a quarterback? Is this a quarterback competition, or are we just like delusional here to think that Jones even has a chance? Well, I don't think we should be delusional. I think it definitely is a competition. If you're a true athlete and you really want to compete for a job, then it's a competition. If it, if you are competing to be a starting quarterback for the New England Patriots or any NFL team, and you have another gentleman that is just as good as you, and you're not pushing yourself to be better than that person, then why play in the NFL? I agree with you, and I think it's totally criminal if if it's totally the contrary, where where it's already predetermined that Newton's getting the ball game one. Shouldn't be. It shouldn't be no. because this kid went out there, and I'm not saying he lit it up and, the and, other and, night, and, but and he showed out there, something. People out there listening to our podcast and on Facebook, please don't turn this into a racist thing. It's not a racist thing. It's not a black or white thing. It's who's the better quarterback. No, I don't because that's going to happen eventually. No, I'm not saying yeah, it, uh, 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 you know, I know. with us, but it's going to happen. I, I know. I so know. I just want to make bring up this little stat. The first person to put up some points on the board, he put up two kicks, was a gentleman named Quinn Norton. I know you didn't hear of him. You never heard of him. I, I heard about him. They're, they're, on his, they're on his jock. But last year, they drafted the kid Justin uh, Rowasser out of uh, – he played actually – he had some Rhode Island ties, and he didn't even make the team. And they traded up to get him in the fifth round. So the Patriots have done some weird things with kickers since Guskowski is Yeah, left. last year, Quinn Norton, he was looking for a job on LinkedIn. Really? He was looking for a job on LinkedIn. First preseason game, he puts he puts six points on the board. Yeah, it's amazing. I thought he, to me that's amazing. He applied to be my bob back three weeks ago. What are we doing oh, over here? Yeah, I don't know, but he but he was true the other night. We banged two right off the bat, huh? Yeah. So that's a good sign. I don't know. And I asked you, and I don't have an answer. I'll look into it, but I don't know what happened to Nick Falk, who surprisingly no, had a great year last year. I think he's got an ankle injury. I don't know how these guys are hurt already. The season hasn't even. So I don't know if he's on the contract or they're bringing him back or they're putting all their eggs in this kid's basket. But um, he looks great so far. 
I mean, Adam Vinatieri, when he came to the Patriots, came out of the Arena League. So you never know how you're going to oh. find the. Uh, yeah, you're never going to know. You don't know how you're going to find the hidden gem. You don't know. Stevenson iced the game with a 91 yard TD. He went 127 yards with two touchdowns. He led the Patriots to the victory. And from the sidelines, Cam Newton was cheering on Stevenson. So, well, that's at least, yeah. Let me let me just. I know I know we're we're, we're shitting on Cam Newton. At least Cam Newton's on the sideline cheering on his team. He's not on the bench pouting. Which I can respect that. Well, because nothing's been decided yet. He still nah, but, he knows but, he's got the inside track I, I on do, the gig. I do believe even if things do get decided either way, that whether it's Cam or it's as he likes to call him, mac and cheese, I do believe that either or will be rooting for the person on the field. Oh. I do believe that. Wow, okay. Because I yeah, no, I, I, I think there's I gonna do believe I that. think if I think if Jones gets the gig from Jump Street I think sh- I, I, I no, I don't see him being the good trooper and the good guy holding the clipboard. No, Michael. I don't see that at all. Uh, I, I couldn't disagree more. I don't think it's in his DNA. I do and again, this we're not playing any race cards yet. I think he's gonna be a terrible teammate. I think at that point, that's why they signed Brian Hoyer. That's why they still had Stidham around. I don't think he even sniffs the roster. I think if they uh-huh. go with Jones, you cut you cut Newton. Hey, you're going to tell me he's going to sit there with a clipboard and be the good trooper? I don't see that no, at all. I, I think that if – okay, so let, let me let me put this in perspective. Whoever gets picked to be the starting quarterback, they're both going to get pulled in, and Belichick's going to say, listen, this is my decision. If you motherfuckers aren't on that fucking sideline cheering each other on, you're not going to be on the sideline. Yeah. That's he, my now. Now is he correct? He's on, yeah. He's only Absolutely. got he's only got three and a half million guaranteed to him. They can eat that money and cut him tomorrow. I'm just saying. I I, I do want to talk. You mentioned the kid, um, R- Ramondre Stevenson, who uh, who obviously he's Oklahoma didn't he? Yeah, he came out of Oklahoma. He's the fourth fourth pick in the draft, fourth round pick in the draft at, n- at number old. at number one twenty. So uh, they they may have a gem there, and obviously in that backfield. Couple of guys that are on the bubble now are Sony Michelle and um, not Damian Harris, who I love Damian Harris, but Harris has had a hard time staying on the field the last couple of years. I think this kid coming in right now, ten carries for 127 yards and two touchdowns, and as you alluded to, the the 91 yard at ice the game late. Good. This kid's strong. I saw him at Oklahoma. He he can barrel through, and he played against really really good competition. So if they got a steal there, Sony Michelle could be in trouble for a roster spot. They still bring Brandon Bolden back as a reserve this year, and they got the kid. Uh, even though he's small, the kid J.J. Taylor who's about five foot five out of Arizona. So they got a couple other guys they can mix in that backfield. I think Sony Michelle could be the odd man out. Rex Burkhead moved on during the offseason. I think he went to the uh, like to the Burkhead. Texans. I loved Burkhead. Yeah, he was, he was solid. You know, a little injury prone, but a nice ball player yeah. for them. And he was an animal. I liked Burkhead. Went he across tough. the middle, the got hit, didn't care. The Kansas City game, he was huge in three years ago. So you know, you you, you know, you gain, you lose. But I, I think this kid Stevenson could be a find. I, I think a lot of these players that. Uh, new and fresh in the NFL, they really need to, to be put in during the preseason, which they are being put in, and this is going to build their confidence. I think I think if everything goes as Belichick would like it to go, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say, me personally, I'd like to see Mac Jones as a starting quarterback. That's just my opinion. No, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not going to do the battle with Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Cam Newton's Cam Newton, Mac Jones is Mac Jones, but I do believe that if Mac Jones is a starting quarterback, the energy in Gillette is going to be through the roof. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm obviously I'm hoping for it. But I think I've been telling you this. I'm a little repetitive telling you this week to week. If they're going to do it, do it from Jump Street, because then after that, you're not doing it week four or five whenever Brady comes to town. So it would have to be after that. So you know, you know what I'm saying? It, they're not going to throw Brady to the Wolves. What is that, that game, game four? I think it's game four. So as we have our little, uh, yeah, uh, our little calendar here, which tells us, obviously, the uh, – 
Let's see. Patriots and Dolphins play week one. Yeah, yeah. so it's 10-3. So October 3rd, it's an 8-20 game. That's going to be all the rate, what? ratings are going to be through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, imagine Mac Jones against Brady. Mac Jones wins the game. It would be crazy, but I'll tell you one thing. I can tell you who can't win that game, and that's Cam Newton. Can't win the game. I just, I, wow, wow. Is that a guarantee? If Newton's the quarterback in that game, the Patriots can't win the it's, game. That's it's, a guarantee? You're guaranteeing? I can guarantee you that Brady's going to run up and down You're the field. You're throwing out a guarantee right now that, that if, it's, if it's Cam Newton, yep. Tom Brady, that Cam Newton is losing that game. That's a guarantee from Dean the Dream. Yeah, Patriot, yeah, Newton can't. Okay. Newton can't beat Brady. That's right. what. That's what we're getting. I know they don't play against each other because they're not on the field at the nah, same time. Just, but when right. Brady's running up and down the field with like like six plays, the eighty yards, one after another, no way Cam can match him. That's why you're saying he's rooting for the kid Stevenson, like cheerleader on the sidelines, because he knows they're going to have to run the ball. He's not going to be lighting up the he's scoreboard. Start making friends, him. really, is what he has. To well, do. we're going to talk about him a little bit later again. Yeah. Um, just to let the, the listenership know, the Patriots. And the Eagles play the second uh, second preseason game on Thursday night, so the Patriots get back at it. And, and another thing, Mikey, I don't want to leave the defense out for the Patriots. You know, Matthew Judon defense wins yeah, championships, Matt, buddy. Yeah, Matthew Judon, the the stud that they got, edge guy on the you know great great kid coming over from uh, the Baltimore Ravens, got big money. He looked great out there making plays. They got a few guys that that look like uh, some guys are playing for jobs. You saw Jawan Williams got a pick off a deflection the other night. He's on the bubble right now. He's a six three. Uh, Safety corner, a little, little, you know, a little taller for that position, but uh, you'll see what happens here. Some guys are fighting for roster spots, so it's going to be interesting to see who stays, who goes, and obviously the big, the, the big thing is what's going to happen with Stefan Gilmore because he's, uh, you know, he's on the, I think he's on the pup list right now. He's not playing. He wants more money. We're interested to see how that's going to all play out because I saw the other night with the limited amount of time I got to see the game that when Jalen Mills, as the number two cornerback, is not the answer. They gave him 24, I think he got four, $24 million to come over from Philadelphia. He's a third guy or for a slot a year? guy. For one he year? He got six years, six, uh, four years, $24 million. He got like $6 million a year. So, I mean, they, they overpaid for him because they thought maybe, you know, they have a problem with Gilmore, and it looks like they do now. So we're going to figure out how that goes. And in that case, J.C. Jackson would be the number one cornerback. So that definitely depletes them. Listen, if you're going to go all in this year and try to win, you spent a lot of money in free agency, give Gilmore what he wants, see what happens, and see where the team can go. Go all in. Maybe you don't have to resign so him next year, but pay the guy. Right. You know, and I know they deferred some of his money into last year's contract. They put they loaded like another $4 million, I think, $5 million. Give him a couple, give him a bump, give him some guaranteed money, a little bonus up front and be done with it you need the guy he's a shutdown corner i don't know if i give him an extension for four years and 50 million because the guy's oh God, no. he's 31 years old don't, and please don't do that he's 31 years old coming off a quad injury so we don't even know if he's if he's if he's really he's, healthy he's got nine toes in the coffin right but he's still a difference maker and they need him so right now we're going to see how that plays out a lot of people think he has the leverage i hate to see any player you know hamstring a team and uh Hold them hostage, but they, they need that. They need Gilmore to keep things rolling. So you are listening to the Sports Chumps. This is episode ten. Check out all our podcasts. They are on Spotify. You could you can go and click the Spotify link and all the social media links on our website. The website is thesportschumps.com. You can email Mike or Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. We appreciate all all of our loyal listeners. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, or you want to stump the dream, email Mike a question at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Moving on, I'd like to talk a little bit about Peyton Manning. He went into the Hall of Fame this year. Class act dialed. He was the number one pick in the 1998 NFL draft. He was an NFL MVP, third in all-time passes in two Super Bowls, won a ring with two different teams, his father presented him with the trophy, 
And I didn't get to see the um, speech, but I can go out on a limb and say that it was class all the way through. What, do you like Peyton Manning? Are you a Peyton Manning fan? I, I was. I mean, I've, it's, you know, anybody who, if you root for one team and he beats the team that you root for, obviously you may not like him, but you respect him because you know he's good because he, he gives you that little knot in the stomach. You know, yeah. Red Sox Yankees, it was always Jeter that gave me the knot because he always was going to get the big hit. Yeah. So I guess I would say, yeah, I am. I, I felt like the Patriots got over on the Colts a lot more than it was the other way around. I thought I thought he wilted in big games a lot. I really he did. did. I hate he to did. say that. Yes, he did. You know, and and even though he got he got off the Schneid with the with the Colts that Super Bowl, he was still in his prime then. That last Super Bowl he won when he was with Denver, he it was totally from the what, Von Miller in the defense. Yeah. He was just managing games, and of course he beat. The aforementioned Cam Newton in the Super Bowl that year, but that was he was washed. That no, last I know he had he has a, he had a very bad neck injury. And very was serious. He playing with that injury, he was playing with that injury. He missed the year. He stayed he okay. stayed home. He rehabbed it and got better, and he came back. And but that injury, from what I understand, I know I know they go through your your um, throat to fix that injury. But from what I understand. You never really completely heal from that injury. You get hit the wrong way, it's over. Definitely, but they they put so much money into their offensive line at the time with Denver to protect him and make sure that he was he was stayed upright. And he wow, he's and, got. And it wasn't the year they won the Super Bowl. It was the year that they got upset. I think by the Ravens, where he just totally lit the scoreboard up. He he broke. I think Brady. I think he tied Brady with those touchdowns, like fifty touchdowns or something around there. He lit up the scoreboard, so he was still in a, playing at an elite level. But a year or two later, when they finally got back to the Super Bowl, coach. and he won that second Super Bowl, he was managing you know all you heard was uh what was his uh you know when they used to do the the audibles was it no it wasn't oklahoma i forgot what he yeah, used to it was. say wasn't it was oklahoma? it oklahoma no yeah. he used to say something I else it was oklahoma i can't remember but it was no, o- i know what you're talking and about and you could always hear him saying it, it was yeah. just like you could hear a pin he drop audible. Audible. he used to call a lot he of was the great and it was a, yeah. then he used to move around a lot. it was kind of annoying but it, yeah. cam's a class act. i mean uh, uh, Payne's a class act and yeah. his whole family from his father Archie. and eli they're, yep. they're they're good people and from what i hear tom brady was at the ceremony so kudos to brady for for being a class act the thing the thing that's weird is when a lot of these players going to the Hall of Fame and they have their speech, they're usually represented by only one of their teams. But for some reason, he was represented by the Colts, the Broncos, and the University of Tennessee. I I, I don't know if that's strange. I don't know what to make of that. Well, in the late eight, late nineties, he played for Philip Fulmer. Back then, when Tennessee had really, really good football teams, they were they were loaded back then. Payless Price was a wide receiver on that team. They had really good te- really good talent back then. And matter of fact, a funny story: um, his backup quarterback at Tennessee at the time was was uh, a fellow named Todd Helton, who ended up having a solid 15, 16-year career with the Colorado Rockies, was an, a lifetime over 300 hitter. He was that. a left-handed quarterback. He was Peyton Manning's backup at Tennessee. Wow. So a little nugget there, throwing a little two-sports star there. Helton took the right, the correct route. He went to baseball, played in the in that nice air in Colorado for years and put up some huge numbers there. Nice. Honorable mentions from the sports chumps. These people are also in the Hall of Fame this year. Calvin Johnson... Drew Pearson, and Charles Woodson. All class acts. There are all the people that were also in the Hall of Fame. Now, Calvin Johnson, they used to call him Megatron. He played, I believe, nine seasons, walked away with his health, mm-hmm. had a little bit of a, a, a hiccup or a problem with the organization, just said, I'm out of here. See you later. Just the way Barry Sanders did with, with the yeah. Lions. I'm not going to get killed. I'm out of here. Yeah. Keep putting out. Smart. Keep giving me no protection. Probably invested his money. Yeah, in lighten his... me up. I'm not going to get hurt. I want to be able to walk the rest of my life. Right. See you later. But he put up the numbers, his body of work, um, enough to get him in the Hall of Fame. And you mentioned, I think, Charles Woodson, who played uh, with the Raiders and Packers, uh, a, a tremendous player, and of course, um, a friend of Brady back at their days at Michigan together. Yes. And of course, he'll always be remembered as the guy who 
Now, I'm not saying he contributed to starting the dynasty with the Patriots, but with that call, the tuck roll, he's the one who hit Brady back in the in the snow game, yeah. and the Patriots caught a break there, and that, that, tr- that snowballed, no pun intended. Sometimes it's better everything. to be lucky than good. Well, it's, it, the, the dynasty had to start somewhere, and it started that night because that game was over. As soon as Brady lost that ball, I said, see ya, but uh, it wasn't to be for the Raiders. Yeah. All right, moving on, Major League Baseball. Going to do a little uh, little talk on MLB. Uh, we had a big, big game. I believe it was Saturday night. A year ago, minor league season was canceled. A guy named Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert. He was, he was working as an electrician. The guy was trying to make ends meet, pay his bills, survive working as an electrician. Imagine that. That's, that's, it's, it's incredible. Saturday night at Chase Field, he pitched a no-hitter. It's amazing. To me, that to me, that is why I think stories like this, this is why baseball, to me, I, now I haven't watched much of it, and I know you know that everybody probably knows by now that I used to watch a lot of it, but, but this is why I consider, I like all sports, I consider baseball the greatest sport of all time because of stories like this. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing story. He put himself in the record book. He threw a no-hitter. In his first big league start, he threw it against the Padres. It's, it's, to me, it's, I, I want to say it one more time. It's absolutely amazing. And by the way, he threw it against the Padres. Fighting, f- Padres are fighting to get into the postseason. They're all in trying to it's win amazing. a World Series. He's 27 uh, years old. And then today, for t- Fernando, not to get off the top, but Fernando Tatis comes off the DL today for, for the Padres, the same Padres that he no hit last night. And Tatis hits his 32nd and 33rd home run, playing right, playing right field now. I think they're trying to preserve him from injury. But back to Taylor Gilbert. He, um, it was it, like you said, his first stop, but he had I think three appearances in relief. Mm-hmm. He in a seven nothing win over the uh, over the Padres. Last night, I think he struck out five. I think you said, and he was a Rule Five pick, which means he he was nobody wanted him. Two hundred two pitches. Yeah, and I guess the, the manager Tori Lavolo, former bench coach for the Red Sox, said I was a little nervous because I had him at a, I had him at a shelf life of about eighty eight last night for pitches. But solid kid, kid's got a no hitter. I got to let him try to go out there and, go. and finish the job. It. His dad was in the stands, as you said, the electrician. The kid said after. It's a lot better than pulling wires. Yeah. You know, so it, 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 it's a nice story. And I guess with COVID last year, he didn't even get a chance to play because there was no, like you said, no minor league season. So here's a kid who just eight months ago was grabbed by Arizona on, in the Rule D-backs. 5 draft. So Big shout and, out to Tyler Gilbert. And, and you know what? A great story, even on top of the fact that it's been such a bad year for the Diamondbacks. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. They need to have a good night, something yeah. to feel good about. And we haven't had a, a no-hitter in a little bit. So this the year, last we, pitcher we, to do a no-hitter. If, uh, the last pitcher to do this, uh, I think in his first start, it was in 1953, Bobo Holman. You ever hear of that guy? No. I gotta be, I've never uh, heard of I've never Bobo. heard of him. 1953. I've it wasn't even thought Bobo. of yet. But Arizona's had a couple of other. Yes. This is the, this is the, we're going to try and stump you right now. Uh, you, I'm not going to, but I'm going to try because we did have a, a, a question emailed to us. But mm-hmm. you are getting better at the technical stuff, and you actually opened the email. I am amazed. You're still doing Pony Express, but and you I opened actually, the email. And I accidentally saw the answer, so we That's had a shit. Okay. That's we okay, had, but I'm proud of you. I'm the throwing question. out there. I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Proud of you. Thank you. So the third no-hitter in D-back history. The other two were? 
Well, we talked about it on, on the trivia from Anthony Mick a couple of weeks ago. So Edwin Jackson threw one for the Diamondbacks, and, and I just it came to me, and I was thinking about it. It had to be the unit. Uh, Randy Johnson, one of the greatest lefties of all time, and I, and I believe his was, of course, a no-hitter, but it was also a perfect game. And I remember it was against, it was. The, it was against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. I think he was 41 years old when he did it, and he struck out Eddie Perez to end the game. Wow, look at you. Eddie Perez used to be Greg Maddox's personal catcher. Not the greatest major league ball player of all time, but he was Greg Maddox's personal catcher. Incredible. Preferred him over Javi Lopez. But Javi. so so Edwin Jackson, it's funny, we we piggybacked that off of, off a of prior question yeah, from, Mick. from Anthony Mick, who, by the way, I got to give him some props because I know he's a loyal listener. Him, Akbar, the whole crew, they yep. listen. Um, I've been telling the last couple of weeks because I've been missing I've been missing basketball because I've been playing baseball on Sunday mornings and I and I told you Raynon's gym's under some construction over yeah. there but nobody's going in and out of there I left my favorite PC hat there I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago no when I came home from the game this morning at, at noon time it was on my doorstep so I wonder he, who he, dropped it yeah and Mick came through he, and he, Mick yeah you know when you like you know the, even the, it looked all beat up but you know what yeah, it's your favorite that, hat it's my favorite hat I got so my I'm, favorite hat on how do you wash a hat. You gotta I can't it, just put it back put on the head. You put it in the dishwasher. They, you put it wow. in this, they, they sell a thing that you yeah. just put it in the dishwasher. Let wow. it dry. Really? Yeah. yeah it, but I'll buy the thing for you. When, no. Isn't your birthday coming up? Um, is it, did it pass? Is it today? What do you want to hear? I want to know when your birthday is. It's not today. All right, did it pass? No. Well, when is it? All right, fuck you. You're not going to tell me. <laughs> next I'll ask you. I'll ask you off week. here. It's next nah, week. Nah, you're being a baby now. It's next week. All right, what's the date? Give me the date. It's a week from today. All right, well, what's the... I don't... I don't give me the date. August 22nd. All right, Same August birthday as 22nd. August 22nd. Funny thing is, I'm not going to be here, but I'm going to get you a gift, and that's what I'm going to get you. You've done enough. I got the... I got the nah, you, yeah. The, tonight, uh, just so you know, for the... Anybody on Facebook Live, anybody that can or can't see us, yeah, hear you, us. Let me fix your phone. It's, uh, I, I, you've done it a few times, and I feel, I feel well, guilty. All right, Dream's getting it going here while Nails is working on the phone. Sports chumps on a Sunday night. I got phone issues. I'm not buying another phone. It's a principle of it. But you brought the dry roasted tonight with more Swedish fish that I can't have because I, I, got, I got teeth issues. I, well, I got I to gotta be good, but I'm, we're going to get to them, but I got to nibble at them. I don't want to – I can house that whole bag. But, um, yeah, so it's a week. So, hey, you know what I thought of, too? This is like – this is it. In another week, I won't be able to say, like – you won't be able to say 49 anymore. It's a big swing. When you I'm think about – well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not you. I'm, it's over for me. I got seven days left at 49. I was thinking about my mortality a little bit. Enjoy that, you it. Know, you don't look 49. No, because I'm in another week. I won't be 49. I'll be 50. But you don't look. Well, you don't look 50 either. Thank you. You don't. Somebody actually told me today we're going to talk about baseball later. But somebody said that you know, kid was bald, and I said you look great. And he's like, he goes, I wish I had your head of hair. Everybody yeah. says that about me. I, I said I it's all. I said it's all gray. He said I'd still rather have the hair. You know what's funny? Everyone says I, I wish I had your hair, but to, see, to me, when I go to the barber, I just want to give me a give me a crew cut. Like I'm good. Like I don't whatever. I never, Show the hat. I, I never go. did the crew. I never. Yeah. I never got like totally like you know. Nah. Speaking of crew rocked. cuts, my first crew cut I ever got was from my uncle Joe, who you met at Antonio's. Good guy, solid, solid guy, solid guy, solid guy, solid guy. He he went up to you said, "Who do you know, Mike?" And you were like. He said, uh, yeah. no, no, I'm not looking for him. He was, did one of those. <laughs> right? Did he do that? He was solid. Yeah. He was solid. I'm going to tell you a little trick my Uncle Joe used to do back in the day. Now, my Uncle Joe went to Rhode Island College, and he still, to this day, has the record for the hammer throw. Okay? He has the record at Rhode Island College for the hammer throw. He was in shape. He was an athlete. He looks like, he, you know, in his day that he yeah, was. I, yeah. He had... Six pack, he's dialed. He's yeah. the girls loved him, all that stuff. Blah blah blah. So he was a big 
Newport guy. He would go to Newport in the summer and just party. Really? So he would go in, yeah, and he would go with his uncles. They used to build houses out there. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the houses that are near the mansions are from him, and his uncle had a big company. He would go to the bar in Newport. He would go in with his lot of money, like a typical Italian, and he would rip a $100 bill, and he would give it to the bartender. And he'd say, this is your tip. I'll give you the rest of it at the end of the night. And he would do that. But it's a stick for sure, and then everything else. Sure. That's a lot of money back yep. then. Yeah. Now, what he would do was he would just he would take the other half of the hundred back, and he would give the guy the whole hundred. Like you know, he would keep the rip one. Right. So he always took care because he was a bartender too. He always took. He could uh, re- of fact, he could my other uncle. It. Yeah. My other uncle, God, God rest his soul, he's not with us anymore. You know where John is? Is on Killing Street. I do actually. My uncle used to. It's own amazing the, that I do know, but yeah, I do. My uncle used to own a place over there called Luciano's, and that's where my. My other Uncle Joe, both Uncle Joe's bartenders. Really? Yeah. Solid. He seemed like a solid guy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, guy. I was in the trenches, but uh, I had a couple of laughs with him. Yeah, he's a good guy. You know, I he's sure. one of the best. Yeah, no, you could. One you, of the best. I'm, listen, like I said, I've always still told you this. In 30 years at the trot, I can tell you, like I can read, I can read people. Um, unfortunately, I, you know, I can I can tell if someone's a good person when I'm behind those lines with the bar. It's too bad I couldn't translate it into my my personal life with with, with significant others. But I'm good as a bartender, knowing people, yeah, and he you read he them. seems like a pretty good guy. He said that when you when you when you he asked you if you knew who I was, you took a step back and he said, "Nah, I'm not looking for him." Oh, I think I I said something like, well, "I gotta know." I don't know. What do you want to like? I gave him the. I gotta know the the. I gotta know the uh, the the roundup here before I give up any information. I heard Lowry Laravy. We were going into some serious some serious uh, situations, but he definitely seems like a stand up guy. All right, moving on. MLB, one of the biggest games of the year, Feel the Dreams game, was the most watched regular season game since two thousand five. Do you know what the most watched regular season game was in two thousand five? 2005 is probably the Sox and the Yankees. You got it. But, oh, yeah, but 2005, 2004 was the year the Red Sox came back from 03. You're saying the next year there was a game no, they played? No, no, 2005. Yeah. Before Field of Dreams, yeah. the most watched game in the NFL, 5.9 million. MLB, you mean? MLB. Yeah. 5.9 million viewers wow. for Field of Dreams game. Okay. 2005, uh, uh, Yankees versus Sox, they had 5.89 million really? viewers. Really? Yeah. I guess the teams, but I, that's a lot of that's a lot of viewership. Game was played in Dyersville, Iowa, right next to the uh, Field of Dreams, where it was filmed by the one of my favorite actors, Kevin Costner. Yeah, classic, a- classic actor. Field of Dreams. If you build it, he will come. I thought they utilized him during the broadcast in many tremendous. different ways. I thought that tremendous. was great. You got players wanting an autograph, a baseball autograph with Costner on it. Major leaguers judging. They, they were walking out of the cornfield shaking his. I was. I'm getting. No, look, it was, I'm getting chills just thinking yeah. about it now. And you know what? Shame on these other people in the media and people nah. just in general that just that just that just hammer they should, it. They should. They, they, yeah, a little bit. People are just negative people. They're Why? Just negative. I don't know. They're not. They're non-baseball guys, and they just don't like the fact that they're trying to boost baseball up a little bit. And I, I think it's a great thing. Um, I will tell you this. It reminded me of a couple of years ago, I think it was 2019, when the Red Sox and Yankees went to London to play a weekend yeah, series, and balls were just flying like it was a launching pad. I can't see a full season being played there, but no. one game a year. It, well, it was so good, they're going to renew and do it again. Right, and it, no, it's great, and hopefully different teams. I hope, you know, maybe the Red Sox get in there one of these years. Cubs, Red Sox, Cubs would be a nice thing. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing teams you know, out there. You know who I think would be good? Uh, uh, I don't even know if this is going to make sense. Uh, the Red Sox and the uh, Big Red Machine. Um, the Reds. Oh, that's what you Red Sox said. and yeah, Reds. Yeah, yeah that Red guy. Yeah. I read the, the old uniforms. Yeah, no. I have some of the old players. I, I, out I there. like it. Well, the uniforms you saw those Black Sox, you know, like yeah, White Sox uniforms. White Sox, from, yeah, yeah. Black Sox. I say Black Sox because yeah. of the you know the slant. Anybody on have that. anybody? Was what was Shoeless Joe Jackson's number? What was his number? 
No number on those no shirts? No number back then. Right. But they had numbers on their shirts, right? I'm assuming. The other night, they yeah. wore the... Um, they had the hats. The hats looked great. The hats were great. Yeah. The thing was, like I said, and you know I know you think I've been on this Yankee bandwagon lately because no, they've, been play, they've been playing well. No, you're they, on the bandwagon. Even though they lost this game, let me tell you something. I give them a lot of credit. I'm oh, going to yeah. tell you why. They're down 7-4 going into the ninth against the closer of the White Sox, and um, Judge hits a two-run homer Bomb. to make it 7-6, and Stanton, who's usually an automatic out, he follows it up with another two-run homer. Now, granted, Maybe he's something now going. granted, in the bottom of the ninth, Zach Britton went out trying to close the game because Chapman's on the D, on the IL right now, and Tim Anderson goes opposite field bridge to win it with a two-run homer. Tim Anderson's got the quickest hands in baseball, the shortstop for the White Sox, and I just saw the ball go to right field, and usually right field, you saying, eh, it may have a chance. But when this ball went off his bat, I said, that ball's gone. It looked like the balls were just carrying there. I don't think they could play. I don't know what the air is like in Dyersville, Iowa, but it looked a little bit too easy to hit one out of the ballpark. But all in all, a great night for Major League yes. Baseball, and, and it was an enjoyable anybody, event. Anybody that's knocking that game is just not – a sports fan, period. You don't have to be a re- uh, you don't have to be a baseball fan to to understand the concept of that game. Some people are just hateful. They just don't know nah, how. But, they just but then but, know. but you know what? I'll pray for them because they shouldn't be hateful. I know they don't understand the concept. The cornfield. Uh, I'm getting chilled. Kevin Costner walked out. Then the players walked out. They were shaking his hand. It was great. Yeah, it was tremendous. There weren't a ton of fans. Or was they, they said they say eight thousand. I heard them say like it wasn't a huge crowd, but it was a it beautiful. Matter. It was no. on TV. Five point nine million people watched it. Yeah. So five point nine million people can't be wrong. Right. So anybody that's hating on that game. Get reevaluated, man. Come on. And I think I mentioned last week that ESPN did a great job on the trailer, but it wasn't ESPN's broadcast. It was Fox. And yes. Joe Buck had it, and he's. he's and, and a lot of people don't well, like Buck. Solid. Buck's good, though. He's one of the best what announcers he, out again, there. Again, other people. I hate Joe Buck. It's then, just, then, you know what? Go, go get a mic. Do what we're doing. Get behind the mic. Yeah, really. Come on. But I, I thought it was I thought it was a great event, and I think it's a really really good boost for MLB. And we talked about how the you know the Bruins played the the Flyers in Lake Tahoe earlier in the season great. in hockey. No, tremendous Ni- for nice hockey. Of, nice events for each sport. Right, really good thing. Yeah, it just it it brings back you know there's a lot of old timers that still watch baseball. My grandfather, God rest his soul, he would go to bed and he would listen to to, to the Red Sox on a little tiny transistor radio, and th- when they won their first World Series. He died like a couple of weeks before that, and it's like, oh, oh my god! Like that's he waited, a tough his one. Ho- yeah. Like, well, if you I, have a, if you have I, a, I say so. Yeah. So let me tell you how close I was with my grandfather. He would, I would listen to the game with him on the not in his bedroom, but I would listen. I know people are gonna say the bedroom. No, that, no. I don't think they'll take yeah. that far. But but the people. I think you're good on that. Right. I hope so. Uh, if you if you think that your people got screws all right, loose, all right. See, I think we're good. Especially not, none of our people on Facebook Live would think that. Nah, Maybe right, yeah, a, yeah, Facebook Live. Right, but I don't think they would think that. Like well, you and well, your, I'm not saying that people are going to hear the podcast and say this guy was in. All right, nah, you and on. Gramps are good. Yeah. You and Gramps are all right, good. All right, so 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 when they won their first Super Bowl, I'm going to sound a little cheesy here. When they won when they won their first World Series, my grandfather was here. I was crying. I'm like, oh man, the guy missed it. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's, it's like what what the fuck? Like yeah. God, he waited his whole. <laughs> it's so so so. Th- what I'm trying to get at is this field for base. I mean, this game for baseball for the old timers. It means something. That's what no one gets. It means something. It brings back memories. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah, especially someone like me. I mean, I'm not old, old, but I mean, I've no. seen and I've seen, you know, Field of Dreams a hundred times. Yeah. You know, have a catch with your father. I get the message in it. Yeah. I was fortunate enough. 
my father taught me how to pitch, and I was fortunate enough to have him in my corner, you know, my whole life. Kevin Costner's story with his dad was that he, you know, his father passed away before he could make things right with him, and Correct. now it's all this building, he will come. What, what a story. Not being picky as far as the movie goes, but I think I've told you this before. I'm a baseball purist. Shoeless Joe Jackson, by the way, mm-hmm. and I, was, I understand. They wanted Ray Liotta for the, for the, for the role. Go you ahead. know I love Ray Liotta. Yeah, but, okay, but Ray Liotta in the movie, bats right and throws left. Shoeless Joe Jackson was the opposite. He, he batted left and threw right, and that matters to me. You got to you, the baseball. Right. The baseball should be pure. Just just throwing that little nugget okay. out there. Just All letting right. you know. Okay. Moving on, socks. Chris Sales. Oof. I, I, you you were knocking him. You were knocking him last week a little bit. I think you were saying ah, Chris Sales isn't going to save the Red Sox. I'm I said not, I said I'm yeah. I'm not saying he's going to save. Yeah. I'm not saying he's going to save. But yeah, he had a strong outing yeah. after a two year return from Tommy John surgery. Two years. All right, guy got a win. He pitched five innings, gave up two runs, struck out eight, walked none. Got the win. Yeah, come I, on. I don't like. You got to give it to the guy. I, I, I give it to him, and, I, and, I, and I'll tell you one thing. I think where he makes a big difference too. And I know we talk about locker rooms and camaraderie, but this guy is a real leader. He loves the pressure. He 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 wants the pressure. He he eats it up. He eats it up. He 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 wants it. He. He he's the guy that you want in a pennant race when everything's on the line. Now is he is he there yet? No, probably no. not. Um, I'm not. It's a, good for his. Confidence. I'm usually not a big gun guy as far as looking at velocity, but I think his average fastball was around 93. Most of the day he was in the 91 to 93 range. Um, I think at the end he even in the 15th, I think he amped it up to 95, 96 a couple of times. So we saw that the velocity is there. I think he's only going to get better. And I know a lot of people like myself last week were upset that maybe they were bringing him back against Baltimore, who's a glorified triple-A team. But you know what? The Red Sox need every victory they can wow, get. Wow, 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 wow. Did you just say the Baltimore Orioles are a glorified... You just shit all over the Orioles. Yeah, they're basically a triple-A team. Oh that's God. how bad they are. So, But that's what you're supposed to do is go out and beat them three like Boston did this weekend. Yeah. I'm not going to throw nah, a party I mean, for the you're Sox. You're throwing out they, 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 Half those guys don't belong in the major leagues. They don't know how to pitch. That It was awful even to watch. Even as, out, though. even as a Sox fan. They're, right. they're brutal. Okay. They're 30, they, they're, they've lost 11 in a row. They've totally quit on the man. The team's terrible. It's not the manager's fault, but that guy has no chance in the future to keep uh, his right. job. Um, as far as sale goes, I, I like what he brings to the rotation. It puts everybody back in roles. Now, I'm not saying all of a sudden Sale's the ace already, but now if you know if you get into a wild card situation in a one-gamer, maybe if he keeps trending forward, you probably can count on Sale to at least start a game. Now you've got Sale, Avaldi, and of course Edward, Eduardo Rodriguez, who pitched six innings today, giving up one run. So you, you know now things start to come into place. They finally got uh, Martin Perez and Garrett Richards with his hairdo. They threw him in the bullpen. Now you still got Pavetta. You're shitting on a lot of people. You still tonight. got Pavetta and Hauk. I st- I, I kind of think one guy does make a difference where a lot of things kind of come well, together. Well, he, you know well, he's saying? a nucleus right now. He's the guy. He's the fucking nucleus. And in the same week, now you bring. And oh, I is think, it the atom? Is it nucleus or no, the atom? I like the nucleus. All right. And I think as far as the as far as the lineup goes, same thing. Now, finally, I think Kyle Schwab was supposed to go on a rehab assignment with the Woo Sox. They tanked that, and the next thing you know, he's in the in the game DHing. Good. So yeah, he got two doubles today. So in his debut the other night, he walked twice, scored a couple of runs. So he's already made an impact. I've watched his at-bats. He's not the typical go up there and just try to hit a home run. He looks like a softball player I told you from Atwood yeah. Avenue. This guy's got plate discipline. He knows how to take a pitch, take a walk. I, I really like what I've seen from well, Schwab. Well, the, the win, the win with sales. I mean, Devis hit a three-run bomb. Your, your boy Martinez hit a three-one a three-run bomb. And Dalback, he hit two or one. You said two. I only got one. Bobby Dalback hit, I think, three in the last week, over the weekend no, no, against no, Baltimore. No, 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 the game. The yeah, game. I think he hit, he hit two. three? Oh, no, he hit two. He hit two in one game yep. and then one in the other game. Right. And actually, you mentioned Martinez. He hit another home run today as the Sox. So actually, the Sox yes. blasted the Orioles when Sales pitched. What was the score today? 
Um, today they struggled a little bit. It was 6-2. Bonds finished it off. He's been shaky lately, so they got it done. Um, the win went to Eduardo Rodriguez. So. All right, just, just, to, just to get a little update on the uh, standings, the AL East, that's all I got in my head right now. The Yanks are out five and a half. The Sox are out three. The Rays on top. Yeah, you, you, you know what? I mean, obviously the Red Sox went five and two this week. How do you look at the week? How do you view it? Was it a good week? Yeah, five and two sounds good. You beat the O's three, which you're supposed to do. You played Tampa in a crucial series. You lost two out of three. You had the game where you you're up twenty to one in the ninth inning. The kid Phillips Valdez, who's been great for them lately, he gives up a seven spot, gives the Rays a little momentum going into the next day. The Rays decide to bullpen it with the kid Rasmussen on the mound, and they throw a bunch of fringe guys at us, and the Red Sox after scoring 20 the night before, can't do anything the next day. Well, they, Very they, frustrating. They're not consistent. They're not Very frustrating. So you almost don't know what you're going to get from no, them. No, but let's let's put it this way. Like I said, Sales is going to be the nucleus. We hope we all, I, I hope these players revolve around him and he puts some fire up their asses and they come out and they start doing that thing. Because the last thing you want to see, you've been riding the Yankees jock for the past three games, the past three episodes. So we'll let you talk about the Yankees. I'm very surprised. It aggravates me sometimes because you're, the, you're a big Red Sox fan. And I understand what you're going to say. It's the truth. But fuck the truth. Fuck the Yankees. Because I know you're not a Yankee fan. Okay? No. I'm swearing. That's fine. No. Okay. But I hope they revolve around sales and they get the fire in their asses and they do what they're supposed to do. Forget the Yankees. I know we got Yankee fans well, out there. I mean, whatever. Then we're going to find out because obviously tomorrow the Red Sox have an off day. Um, Garrett Cole comes off the uh, COVID list for the Yankees, but he's going to pitch tomorrow in a makeup game against the Anaheim Angels. So the Red Sox are going to duck him in that three-game series coming up. So on Tuesday, the Red Sox have to go to New York on Tuesday for a day-night doubleheader, 1 yes. o'clock and a 7 o'clock. So they won't face Cole in that series, but let's find out what they've got now. So let's see what they've got because they're going to play the Yankees for three, and the Yankees are on their tail. They're only one behind the Red Sox in the loss column, which is really all I look at. So well, I, I, hope that the, I hope out. that the Sox are consistent. And, and, and they're going to put a beating on some teams. And our next podcast, you're not going to be riding the you-know-what of the Yankees. Because lately you have been. Well, I, I know. I'm not being honest. I don't care how Judge, Judge has been on an absolute tier lately. Uh, they find well, ways you're to, a Sox fan. They find, it doesn't matter what I am. I'm not a, I'm not a Sox fan right now. If I'm on, the, if I'm on a goddamn uh, podcast, I'm a freaking broadcaster. You're going to be rational. Don't yell. Don't yell. You're going to be rational. No, you're because yelling. now you're, you're, no, you're, you're I understand you're, you're going to be rational, but be be who you are. You're a Sox fan. Don't ride the nuts but, but I can't, of the Yankees. But I can't be a fan if I'm doing this. You're not You're not, You're not. not uh, hearing I am, me. I am hearing okay. you. I am hearing And I can't rule them out. And I told you this when you said that they were done. I got the buffer right here. All right. When I told you that they were done, when you said they were done, I said, don't rule them out. And you said, uh, they're, 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 uh, this one's going to be a cheerleader. They're done. They're nine back. He's still yeah, out. He's got then, COVID. Yeah, then nine became four. Now it's five and a half. I mean, it just keeps trimming. And a lot of people, I guess, to be honest, we were talking about the AL East, how quickly we forget about Oakland and the AL West. They're the leader of the actual first wild card right now. Okay. Not by much. No. They're tied with Boston. I think Boston's maybe one behind them in the loss But at column. the end of the day, the Sox are still ahead of the Yankees. And I know that the Rays are ahead of everybody, but the Sox are ahead of the Yankees. That's all that matters. Actually, the Sox caught a break the last couple of days. Tampa got, uh, got whacked by uh, Minnesota yesterday, who's totally out right. of it. 12 nothing. Stop riding the, the jock of the Yankees. I, I, I know you want to be honest. It's a podcast. I got get all three that. With, got three with them this week. We'll see what happens. Okay. All right. If And, and if be, we come on Sunday, because I got to go away, don't ride that jock. Be be who you are. Be who I know you are. I went out to a game with you one night, and then I and then we you came to where I was DJing. I had a Texera shirt on, and you fucking ripped me an asshole. Yeah, because I uh, you you had it on. Because now 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 I'm a Yankee fan. But you're on our podcast, the Sports Jumps. You're the biggest Red Sox fan I know, and you're being honest. I get all that, but don't be. You're being too honest. Let's 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 cheer on the Sox. I go on the field. nucleus is sales. 
They're going to revolve around them, and they're going to kick some ass. I'll give it Can to you. Can you admit yes, that? Yes, it was a good Okay. It, it was a good weekend between Sale coming back, throwing five. Velo- you had, him, you had him saying last week, you had last week you were saying, he's not the savior. Well, he's not the savior. This week he's the fucking well, nucleus. Like I said, they got him slated, though. He comes back against Baltimore. You need these Ws. So I'm not going to say, well, they brought him back against, against Trip. No, last guys. week you were but, like, he's not the savior. Well. Tip, gonna, this week he's the savior. Well. And then he's gonna, no, no, hold no. on. His next start, he's got his next two starts are going to be against Baltimore again okay. and the Texas Rangers, teams okay. that you have to beat. So you need the Ws okay. anyways. Well, let's let's pump him up, and he's going to beat them. I, I uh, that's the hope right now. No, we're not going to hope. He is. That's the. Let's hope. be confident, Roberta. Be confident. Wow, mommy references again. <laughs> uh, one quick tidbit on the Sox: they did claim uh, third baseman, first baseman Travis Shaw off waivers from the Milwaukee Brewers. This will be his second stint with the Red Sox. He had two stints with the Milwaukee Brewers. The Red Sox gave up on him a couple of years ago. He was a really integral part of their team four or five years ago, and went to the went to Milwaukee. Had a thirty home run season. Hasn't been able to find the groove since. Um, where he fits in right now. They got him on the 40-man roster. I don't know if he's going to be activated right away. They only had 39 guys on the 40-man roster, so they didn't have to make a roster move and cut anybody. Um, I do want to say as far as uh, they had to DFA uh, former uh, Houston Astros star Marwin Gonzalez the other day. He was hitting 202 with two homers and 20 RBIs. And, and, you know, kind of bothered me a little bit because I know Cora liked him from his days in in Houston. What's his his contract? He had a one-year deal. So like, How much? He, I think they gave him four or five this year. So, like, you know, how Real. Yeah. So and he's it, doing what? He, he's, had, he, he hit 202 with two homers and 20 RBIs. I, I could do better than that. Well, that, and the thing that bothered me was Cora said um, it was a difficult decision for the Red Sox. I saw it I wanted to say, I want to say, Alex, first of all, it's a difficult decision for you because yeah. you guys were banging trash cans in Houston a few years ago, and that's why he hit 20 homers and drove in 90. The guy lost it. He's 31 years old. He's, bat, he's got no bat speed left. The one thing I will say about him, Nails, is that he this guy played almost every position for the Sox this year, and every position they put him in. Utility guy. He, but he played every position well. He never hurt them anywhere they put him. So, so the defense the, is there. The it bat's was there. Not. The bat, he just doesn't have anymore. It's, 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 it's is, it, is, it, is it? But let me ask you a question. Is it more physical or mental? I think he. I think it's just like I said. Some guys just lose. It's uh, physical. He lost his bat speed. He don't have it. Right. Oh. He don't have it. It's always a ground ball a second. I can't watch the guy go four to three anymore. <laughs> but he. I mean, the guy was a switch hitter. And he had pop before. He has no pop. He's got two bombs. He played all year. All right, well, he's got to and, go. And he was a good. Blue socks. Another guy. All right, a great clubhouse guy. Well, what they'll do is they designate you for assignment. So if you get DFA'd, here are the options. The Red Sox have ten days to either trade him or just outright release him. So obviously trade him, nobody's gonna want him because no. he's you know. But know what happened? They'll just give him his outright release, and he'll end up getting picked up maybe by somebody for the stretch run. That's probably what'll yeah. happen. Because you know what happens now? Even this Travis Shaw move right now, it's it's a depth move. They still got Danny Santana, who's total swell. You've got uh, Franchi Cordero, utter 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 garbage. Cordero's swell, okay? So basically what you do here with a guy like Travis Shaw, it's a depth move, and eventually you don't have to make roster moves because before you know it, Mikey, we're going to be at September 1, and that's when the rosters expand, and you can go you know, you know, can go from 26 to, I don't know if it's 40 anymore, but you can go to 30. Teams only bring up a handful yeah. of guys. Well, but, they, um, they do what they can handle, and plus it's, yeah. it's, it's a money thing. And Travis Shaw is familiar with the system. He was a Red Sox before. Uh, one of the worst trades by Dave Dombrowski when he was the GM, shipped him out for Tyler Thornburg to the Brewers a few years ago. So he's back with the Red Sox again. Hopefully he can give him a little bit of boost. His, his numbers haven't been good the last few years, so I guess the expectations is... You know, money-wise, it was a low, you know, you get the league minimum for the tinies here, so. You are listening to the Sports Chumps. This is episode 10, Dean the Dream, Mikey Nails. Check out our website, thesportschumps.com. We have all our social media and Spotify. Just click on and listen to all the episodes. Like all of our social media. 
You could check us out um, on. We are on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. A couple other formats. Everything is up on the website. You can email Mike Dean at thesportschumps at gmail You can try and stump the dream, which is very hard to do. I don't think I don't think anybody's done it yet. Yeah, well, well, you gave me another crack at it. I mean, nah. Junior got me. I went with the Octa- nah, yeah, but no Octavio Dotel. It was Edwin yeah, you, Jackson. You kind of knew I had to give you a little yeah. time. I mean, the the question that was epic was the was the Veritech with the four guys who threw the no no. That that was on the Red Sox broadcast the other day. Was it? it not the whole thing the way your guy kind of pr- proposed yeah. it to us, but it was um it was something about just the no hitters. They said something about Veritech and like and it was Hideo Nomo. They didn't they mentioned Nomo and um, Buckholtz about the 2007 no hitter, which the game I told you I was at when he was a rookie. Yeah. And when he struck out Nick Marcakis of the Baltimore Orioles at the time. When the the Orioles were actually decent. When they were good. And I don't know. Camden Yards. I'm not going to apologize. First of all, Pete Angelos owns that team. I'm not asking you to apologize. They have money. Camden Yards, I've been there a few times. It's a beautiful venue. They should be better. They're trying to build it with the system. They drafted the kid um, Adley uh, Rutschman from from Oregon State a couple of years ago. He's supposed to be the next great catcher. Again, oh, it's always the next Johnny Bench. You hear it all the time. There's no other Johnny they dra- Yeah, they drafted the kid Matt Weed as a few years ago. Switch hitter with power. He's at he was an average pro. So, like, you know what? You gotta you gotta hit those draft picks. And hopefully yeah. Baltimore can get back to prominence. Because right now, the way that division is, Mikey, you got you know, Tampa just finds a way. I don't get it. New York, Boston, they're right back on well, the thing. Tampa's always in, in, in and don't in forget the run. and don't forget Toronto with Bichette and Guerrero. And now they got, you know, Barrios, you know, in the rotation and Robbie Ray. They're up and coming now. So they're not they're not going anywhere either. So watch out. And by the way, one tidbit on the uh, the uh, uh, the Blue Jays last night, uh, George Springer, thank God, mm-hmm. is okay. He's day to day with an ankle sprain. He went up to try to grab a ball at the wall, not rob a tweaked home run, his ankle. but luckily tweaked his ankle when it when he fell. It looked like he shattered it again. Looked this like guy Prescott. It, not that bad, but it, it, he couldn't walk. But then he walked off the field, and I said, oh, good sign. He's only played in like 49 games this year, but he's got 14 bombs. And, of course, that epic three-run homer off Matt Bonds yeah. the other day to beat the Red Sox. Bomb. So, I mean, the guy's an impact player. You hate to see anybody get hurt. like to see them stay in the race. They you beat, don't see anybody get hurt. They beat Seattle today to kind of stay in the hunt here. And like you said, they're at striking distance. They, you know, they're on the outside looking in, but their right. season's not over. Quick announcement. Uh, on social media... Uh, if you are looking for the Sports Trumps, we have a page called Mike Dean, the Sports Trumps. Obviously, Mike and Dean are the Sports Trumps. I did have a Sports Trumps page, but it was it was too hard to run. Facebook asked for all these things to do. I'm not doing that. So it's Mike Dean, the Sports Trumps. That will be up on the website. I will change the one that's up there. Please check out thesportschumps.com. All of our podcasts and all of our social media links are up there. Please go to Spotify and listen to all of our podcasts. We appreciate all of your support. Moving on. Chump of the Week. Your favorite guy. I just want to say right now, Mikey, we're not going to give this much of a run because it's. I just, we're already tired of talking about this guy. Nah, it, yeah, we're giving him a lot of press. It's we're Mr. giving him a lot of... It's Mr. Cam Newton, okay? We're, we're, and, we're at an hour 10 here. Yeah, so, so we're, we're that's why we're going we're yeah, to... We're good. Because you know, we got to do you know this yeah. day in history. You got right. a little, little salty thing. Uh, uh, cap it off with a little salty dog. I don't know. But no. So Cam Newton, I mean, obviously we've talked earlier about his, his abilities or lack thereof on the field. Yes. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. What? Before you go any yeah. further, I did look at his Instagram page, and he is the Trump of the week, but I will say this about him, and it has nothing to do with football. He's a hell of a father. He's a hell of a parent. Okay. He's always spending time with his kids, and he's dialed when it comes to being a parent. Go ahead. I re- no, I, I respect that. I didn't, you know, I don't know much about his, his family life, and uh, I'm just trying to... I'm he trying puts to- it out there for everybody to see, so... 
So he wants the attention for it? Is that what you're telling me? He wants the credit for it? He wants it? the respect. Oh, here we go. The loyalty. I deserve it. So it's the I. Let's talk about that. All right. So it was, what did we say? It was an Instagram post, Michael? It was a cryptic Instagram post. Okay. After the game. Yeah. Because I believe Mac Jones got a giant applaud. And he's saying that he deserves, was it he deserves the respect or the loyalty? The word was I. I deserve Cam, Ju- Cam Newton, quotations, I deserve respect and loyalty. Okay, who was that to? To me? Yeah. See, I think that the bullshit media has everybody convinced that Belichick, now I know he was the guy last year. He, Belichick and the media have everybody convinced that Belichick is a fan of Cam Newton. I don't believe that. I think that this cryptic... Instagram post was toward Bill Belichick. Now, you know how I feel about Belichick. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Stop being an asshole on the microphone. We, we've talked about this. I, I've, I've, I've beat it up a thousand times. We're not going to get into that. But I do believe that Cam Newton directed this toward Bill Belichick because deep down inside, I believe that Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. And when he is, I want to see Cam Newton on the bench eating some mac and cheese. Interesting. Um, there's a lot of players that were, you know, hyping up both quarterbacks. They're saying all the right things. You know, Cam does this. You know, Mac does this. I, I think there's a good chance that maybe so, it's, it's sort of 50-50. You see it as a Belichick thing. I think the loyalty comment was directed at, at, the, at some of the players that are giving Jones maybe too much credit, hyping him up early. And I think the rest of it goes to the fans that were there that gave him that ovation. And you know what? If I'm Newton, I'm saying to myself, I would just shut up because you know what? You were so fortunate, as I alluded to earlier in the podcast, about the fact that you didn't have fans last year to watch you totally suck and win a couple of games. You won a game against the Cardinals last year where you threw for 76 yards. They won despite you. You were seven and nine. You would have been five and eleven if you didn't beat the Jets twice. Mm. So let's just let's just pipe the pipe the brakes a little bit here. But he's his own worst enemy. He's his own worst enemy. And I think that to be honest with you, you and I have discussed this and, and I, I got a feeling this thing could get ugly. If Jones were somehow to get the job, I think that Newton would be a nuisance. I think they'd be better off cutting him than keeping him around. If that meant that Brian Hoy is the backup and Jared Stidham's third string, I don't think he can be a good locker room presence if Wait, he's so not the starter. you're saying that if Mac Jones gets a starting position, do you, you want them to cut Cam Newton? I, I didn't say I want them to. Oh. I think that they should because I don't think he'd be good for well, the, the, morale. Well, he won't be good well, for morale. So, so when, you say, when you're saying they should, you mean you want them to? Okay. I mean, let's 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 call yeah, let's, let's, let's call, call it, it let's call, uh, yeah yeah. So, of course, I want Jones in there. You know, I want Jones. Me too. Yeah, right. But um, my point is, you know, if if you're asking me, can this the whole can this so whole saying, you're, you're, can this whole quarterback see, room see, work? No, no, I don't agree with that because only because I do believe that Belichick behind the scenes is going to pull these two guys in and say, "This is my decision. This is who I'm going with. I want whoever is not playing on the sidelines cheering our team on." And, and doing the right thing. And I believe that Cam Newton has so much respect for Bill Belichick because he gave him so many opportunities and so many chances that if it does not go his way, that he is going to do what he says. And he's going to just ride it out and get paid. I, I think even though he, he feels that way, I agree with you, I think that Newton's still saying, yeah, he, he gave me the opportunity last year, but you know what? I didn't have anything to work with. I wasn't 100%. I had COVID. I, I, didn't, have any, uh, I didn't have any training. Give me this year. I, I, and that's the loyalty comment. I deserve this year. So that's partly, I think, could be directed even towards Belichick, but, too. But, but in order so, for him to say, be loyal and, be, and respect me, for what? That, for that, what? Exactly. For what did you do exactly. for us to respect you and be loyal? Exactly. That's, well, that's what Belichick should say. You know what? Stop with the Instagram bullshit. 
Stop dressing up like an asshole and play the fucking game. If he's saying I deserve loyalty, is this because he had some good years in Carolina? I don't care about what he did in Carolina. No. You suck in New England. Yeah. That's the problem. So, so the cryptic tweet is bullshit. And yeah. It was definitely not tweet, Instagram post. I believe it was directed toward Belichick because you know and I know that Belichick makes decisions, but when the guy upstairs says Mac Jones is putting the meats in the seat, they're filling that little 10-inch space with asses. He's starting. Belichick's going to go, okay, you're starting. You're on the bench. That's it. Yeah, and I think there's, therein lies the problem. I don't think they can put him on the bench. Either, put this way, either Cam is the starter week one. Wait, hold on. Either he's the starter week one or, or, or see you later. And you cut him and you eat the $3 million. He's, he's They don't owe him a lot of money. So so cheddar-wise, it's not a big deal on the books for the Dineros. Just let him go. He's gonna, Cam? He'd be a Cam? problem. Yeah, Cam would be a problem. Where's he going to go? I don't know. He's, he's, he, well, wherever that he doesn't goes, matter. Who cares? if they cut him in, in three weeks, he's they're not going to cut him. He's going to be the guy week one, unfortunately. He's still going to be the guy, but he shouldn't be. Um, I'm just saying, where, where's he going to go? I want to put a wager on that. Wherever he, wherever, hold on. Wherever he goes, he's, he's going to be holding a clipboard there, too, because he's not going to get cut and go to someone and be a starter. How many more preseason games left? I believe they got three more. They play four. Well, we no, I think everybody plays three now. There's two more games. Right, you got the Philly. First, the first game's what? Nine what? Um, September 12th at 425, Dolphins. All right. CBS. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bet with you right now. Give okay. me a stupid thing that you never got me. Okay. All right. This I, I don't know. I'm the outcast, the black sheep. I can't. Get All right. I'll go to Joe and Sons nah, tomorrow. No, I promise it's okay. you. I'll just. I'm pr- going I'll, to Joe and Sons. Just went off the one of the gr- one of the great mechanics in Rhode Island. All right. I'll be there. Joe and Sons, we love you. All right. All right. I'm gonna predict. Okay, and I'm probably gonna stick my foot in my mouth. On nine twelve, at four twenty five on CBS against the Dolphins. Are we home? Is that home? I can't tell. Yeah, they're at, they're at New England. Yeah, All right. I believe. At, in yeah. New England, at yes. Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Mac Jones is going to be the starting quarterback. And we can make a wager on that because you're saying Cam Newton. We can make a wager I, on that. All right, right the now. wager is, I'll be honest with you, right, don't even say another word. If oh. that happens, yeah. okay, forget about bets. I'm taking you to dinner because that would be a dinner okay. I would love to buy. Okay. Okay. Well, well no. I, have I, to I take... don't care. You don't have to take me to dinner if it's the other way around. I would love that. I would no, enjoy. I gotta do something. For I you. would enjoy. You do enough for me. I would enjoy buying you dinner because that would mean that my guy is playing. I get to pick where to go. Yeah. What do you want to do over here? We got. Uh, I'm bringing lavender lemonade with me. We no, got no, the candle. No, no. Answer the question. You are... I get to pick where we go. Yeah, you can cherry pick it anywhere but my my workplace. No, 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 no. Yeah, you can pick wherever you want. I can pick wherever yeah. I want. Other Doesn't than where I work. No, yeah. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to take okay. you. You're not going to take me any into All right. Yeah. If you're not bartending. Whatever. And I got other, one other stipulation. No, that's it. No. No, no one other stipulation. No, 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 no. One no, other. No, no, no. no. I, I like to go play. I, my time. I'll drive. My time. I'll drive. My time when I'm not working yeah. is my time. I prefer, We're going to be out of Rhode Island. I prefer to not see people I know. We're going to be out of Rhode Island. We're going to be somewhere north. Okay. Okay. And Mac Jones is going to be. As a matter of fact, let's take it a step further. Okay. There we go. On nine twelve. Yeah. That's a Sunday. Yeah, I can't promise you that I can, we can just take off and go that day. It's, I know where you're going with this. You want to make it like that day that we go do that. I, I can't promise you that. I won't do that. I won't say something I can't back up. Well, let's just keep the bet. You're gonna owe me dinner. I'm gonna take you to dinner. All right. Mac love- Jones is starting. Game day one, and I don't want to hear. And even if Cam gets hurt or some bullshit, or his no, if he starts the game, he starts the game. That's the bet. He's starting, but I, you know, it's gonna. No one's getting hurt in the next two weeks. If Ah. he starts, they got hurt before the preseason. True, but if he get right, (laughs) but if he gets hurt, it's because I mean, you know, fluky things can happen. But uh, so you got Jones game. I'm happy you said that. There's hope. I'll buy you mac and cheese game one. I'd love to buy you dinner. Mac and cheese, extra side of cheese, game one. Nice. Yeah. All right. 
Chump of the week. Yeah. Cameron Newton. Yeah. His Chump. real name's Cameron Newton. But yeah, I'm, yeah Cameron. we're all Cameron Newton, we're not hating on you. Kind of yeah. hating. We're not hating. You're, you're, you, 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 do, you do say a lot of good messages on Instagram, God, and all that stuff. We, I, I'm, I go to church every Sunday. You're a good parent. You're a good family man. Turn your life around in the field. And lose, and lose the I word. Yeah. No one cares about no, I, I, I. No, no I. Nobody owes the you The only anything. person that can say I, okay, is Michael Jordan. As, as, there's no I in team, but there is in win. Michael Jordan. Quote from him. I know everyone thinks Kobe said it, but he didn't. Nice. Yeah. I like it. I read the book. You brought it hard, Nails. Yes. I'm trying. Right. You don't right. have to try. It's, it's coming natural to you now. You're, 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 you're hardcore right now. Yeah. Well, you got me riled up because you're a fucking Sox fan. I don't want to go back to that. Right, we're back on this well, again. Well, I mean, you know, of all people to be it's, it's riding the Yankees. I'm not ordering playoff tickets for the Sox yet. I'm just saying. Let's, right, chill well, Let's chill out. Let's chill out. I like right. the fact that they're still in it right now. Okay. Well, and yeah. and I got to be honest. They've never been honest. I got I to gotta be honest. You, you. Everyone just thinks they've never been honest. I got to be honest. You. After today, and I didn't, actually, I just found out a few minutes ago that Tampa lost today 5 4 to, to Minnesota. I'm just saying, three doesn't sound that bad. It really doesn't. But, but, but just answer the question. Like I said before, Jay-Z said this. Women lie, men lie. Numbers don't lie. The Sox have never been out of it. Everyone's got them fucking out of it. When were they out of it? Because I... Well, when I was saying... When I was saying... when I was saying answer the question. Don't go into a whole description. When were they out of it? When? Technically, they weren't. That's it. Mathematically, they're not. Move on. Move on, because we're going to go, and I don't want to go. You say I'm a Yankee fan, and then you... You're a fucking... You're turning into a Yankee fan. I'm going to walk in here next week. You're going to have a fucking judge... Jersey on. Then you defended the Orioles because I said they were a triple well, A team. Yeah, triple A team. I mean, yeah, you're pushing right. it there. They got like three guys, and I'll tell you one thing. Trey Mancini was one of the home runs off Chris Sale yesterday. He was in the home run derby when he lost to Pete Alonso. Greatest story. He had serious colon cancer yeah. and beat it. And a great story. He took him bridge to center field, dead center. Sale gave up a couple of solo home runs, but he got through it and definitely I'm, came. I'm happy came for Sale. Yeah. And I'm happy because I I believe that, like you said, and you know your shit. That he is a leader in the locker room. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. So let's be confident. Fuck the Yankees. Yes. Hate me. Whatever. Whatever you want to do, hate me. I don't care. I've never liked the Yankees. Do I like some of the Yankee players? Yes. But I've never been a Yankee fan. And neither of you. And if, stop no. riding their jock. No. I fu- God. <laughs> Come on now. Be the Dean I know. Well, then get the Sox into Yankee Stadium this week and win two out of All three. Right, let's do That's it. That's what I want to see. Okay. Split the doubleheader and then win the game what on the Wednesday. Fuck? What are we doing That's over here? We're moving on. All right. I'm sweating now. Late innings here on the chumps. It's okay. <laughs> Christ. Wow. Fire it up. I like it, it's, though. It's, it's ridiculous. Got your socks lit on backwards. I went with the dry look. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> All right, we're getting we're getting towards the tail end here. Sports chumps Sunday night. Mike nails Dean the Dream caving it. What's the website called? The website. What's our website called? TheSportsChumps.com. Thank you. I just want to make sure you know. <laughs> oh, you had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting better, folks. He's getting better with the technical. I've shit. done a couple of things. Yeah, like, he's people done a are asking me posts. questions now. I just yeah. say I go listen. Go to sportschumps.com. Well, I say we're and we're on Spotify. I told one of the guys in the dugout this morning when I get into the salty dogs. I said we're on. Uh, he goes like, yeah, I haven't heard you. I said we're on Spotify now. Oh, I got Spotify yeah. all over it. So it's boom, just boom, boom. The sports chumps. I said I'm the goofy guy that like you know with the little yeah, character and you know and we. It works. I yeah. said we got some. We got some. Took good me. Band- took us. They approved us. Thank God. 
No, that's that's big. Yeah. That's big. We're ten in. I can't believe we're ten in. We're ten, almost ten at weeks. tail end, but we're not done yet. No, actually. All right, let's go. So this day in history. Here we go. I like the kid you're going to bring up too. He was one of my at the time when he came in. He was one of my favorite players. I because I liked his swing and I liked the way yeah. he went about the game. He was a natural. Yeah. To me, he was a natural. And it sounds like you like the guy too. Like he's, he's, he's a general. Consi- he's he's a good considered guy. one of the best guys in baseball. Yeah, I'm going to as I as I segue into telling everybody who it is. But uh, former, he had a 22 year career. Former um, Indians. Most of his good years were with the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. Um, former left-handed slugger Jim Tomey. On, on this day, August 15, 2011, Tomey, playing for the Minnesota Twins at the time, on the tail end of his career, hit his 600th home run. And at the time, he was only the eighth guy to, to, to achieve that feat. Okay, joining, like, obviously, Mays, Aaron, Ruth, and, and all the greats, okay? So on, that, on this day... August 15, 2011, Jim, Jim Tomey hits his, uh, actually his 600th home run. His at-bat before that, he hit his 599th home run. So wow. did, he went 599 and 600 in, in uh, consecutive at-bats. That's awesome. And same hit, game? Same game wow. at Comerica Park versus the, um, versus the Detroit Tigers. And the funny, he ended up with 612 for his career. So obviously he played another year or two after that, but he was pretty much at the end of the line. 22 seasons. He's a five-time All-Star. Great guy. 276 batting average. Only a lot of strikeouts in his career, but a lot of home runs. And um, I just want to say a little nugget. His, his, uh, his 600th home run was off um, left-handed relief pitcher Daniel Schlereth. I know we got a lot of Schwabers and Schlereth and Schertzes, but uh, Daniel Schlereth, yeah, he didn't have a great MLB career, but his dad is former ESPN, and I think he's now a Fox um, an analyst? analyst. Yeah, yes. Mark Schlereth, who won multiple Super Bowls with um, Denver and the Washington oh, back then. They, I can say it because that's what they were. They were the Redskins then, okay? Yeah. Now they're the Washington football team, but um, I think he had 27 knee surgeries. His father went through a lot Holy to shit. play the game. Yeah, he had bad knees, but um, one of the I, one of the better announcers, but his son was a left-handed reliever for the Detroit Tigers and gave up that home run to uh, Jim Tomey, who's now 50 years old. Played for six teams. Um, most of his great years were with the uh, Cleveland Indians. I do want to tell you, uh, you and the listenership, one great nugget here is that um, from 2001 to 2003, a three-year span, two two years with Cleveland, one with Philly. He, uh, he, uh, in 2001, he hit 52 homers and 118 RBIs. Wow. He followed it up with 47 homers and 131 RBIs. And then this went is to, toward his tail end of his career. Well, um, no, because he played till 2011. So he had some, this was sort of like in his pinnacle. I don't know why Cleveland would let him go after O. Too because he goes to Philly, signs a big free agent contract in 03, yeah. and puts up 42 homers with 105 RBIs. So I looked, at, I just happened to look at his body of work over yeah. 22 seasons. He's a, he's a and, I, yeah, and I felt like those three seasons were like, wow. Unfortunately, as far as winning the World Series, he got he got on the dance floor a couple of times, but he was on that 95 team that lost to the Braves when uh, David Justice hit the home run off uh, off the relief pitcher, and uh, that was the year after the strike. That's so the year they, he was beating up his wife and girlfriend, David no, Justice? No, at Halle Berry, and there were issues. No, that wasn't that year, but that did happen. Um, and then he got back there again, I believe, because Cleveland had some great teams. They just couldn't win at all. Yeah. They never had that number one pitcher, Charles Nagy, Dennis Martinez near the end of his career, Oral Hershiser, who wasn't the same guy as when he was with nah. the Dodgers back in he the was day. Great, though. great pitcher, but when he went to the, these guys were yeah, just savvy like, at that point. Yeah. They weren't really good anymore. Two of my favorite players. So. Uh, they're in, it's in my. They're in my. Uh, yeah, they're in my top ten. Chipper Jones, Jim Tomey. 
Yeah. I, I like Chipper Jones, too. I, I thought he was classic. Yeah, so Chipper actually was on It was on the winning team in that series because he was on the yeah. 95 team. I think Chipper was a rookie that year, so Chipper was, had another star. Remember, who was the other guy I used to like? Dale? Uh, Dale Murphy? Yeah, Dale Murphy. A lot of people, you can go back and look at numbers someday when you do a, when you're a Hall yeah. of Fame show, but uh, Dale Murphy came up as a catcher, moved to right field. He was an, it was a gold glover in the outfield was, and behind the plate, yeah, but so hit good. a lot of home runs. Never made the Hall of Fame. I thought he was a fringe guy. Uh, you know what it was? He's a Hall of Fame guy. Though? Well, he didn't make it, so I'm just going on the fact he's not in. He, he, it, he's it's not over. In. He's not. No, um, I would assume now he's off the ballot. So you'd have to get in by the Veterans Committee. So he'd have yeah, to get voted. He, he deserves. Yeah, when Oda was, he was the face of that team. For he a was long on. Time. Yeah, but he was on those teams back in the eighties yeah, when there was stopped. nobody at the games. They weren't good, no. and he's playing with Bob Horner, and they, they just had bad teams. And they had uh, Rick Mailer up on the mound. They 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 Bob struggled. Yeah, they 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 struggled. Biff, Biff Pokaroba behind the plate. They struggled. So you know, but Dale Murphy ended up going on to play for the Phillies at the end of his career. But uh, a really class act and a good ball player. But salty dog days. talk. So you had a game today with the salty dogs. The mercy rule came up, but I think that the, the the topic is getting there, getting to the game. Yeah, thank God I got there because I pitched. I, I, hate, I, I, I hate to talk about what my, we got? my What's performance. The time? What do we got for time? We got to close it. We gotta yeah, close you got three it minutes. You got three minutes. All tell right. Me, tell me what actually you left the house. I left the house. What time? Um, about eight twenty. What time was the game? Nine. So you you you. Knowing the way you are and the way you drive. I should have left at 7 to make sure I yeah. get there for 9. You left at 8.30 to be there for 9. The game started at 9? Game started at 9, yeah. And you left at 8. You don't warm 820, up or nothing? You well, know? I, I figured I'm not going to be the starting pitcher. I'll be the first guy out of the bullpen, oh, second guy. those guys. You're, well, a, like, you're a lollygagger. Just get there and then just stretch. And stretch. A lot of holidays in your work? Yeah, stretch and do what oh, you got to wow. do. And, you know, but I couldn't find the ballpark. And I had the GPS rolling. You I, had a 12-year-old tell you how to get there. I botched it. No, the kid was working at a convenience store. He wasn't 12, but I was, I was oh, exaggerating. He was 16. He was of age. He was working behind the counter. He could sell cigarettes, so he yeah. was maybe 18. Oh. I don't know what to say. I almost went home. He, I almost mailed it. Did you almost... You almost squared a few tears. I call. I literally. Did you squared some tears. I called the coach. Answer and I, the question. No, but okay. I called the coach and I was just mad at myself. I said it's nobody. It's my fault. I said I just want to let you know. I you know hope we got enough because like I'm. And his his answer was it's near a fire station. He, he texted me because he was well. He's getting ready to play a ball game. He's he's got a babysitter, fifty year old guy that can't find the ballpark. I don't blame him. Forty nine. Yeah. So um obviously I got there and watched the the salty dogs just put on a hit and display and just totally destroy the. Uh, the uh, Colt 45s. I know we say the Colt 45s, who if people don't know... Sainites. Yeah, who, who doesn't understand who, how why someone would become the Colt 45s. Well, obviously, you know, the story behind that quick is that the Houston Astros now used to be the Colt, uh, the Houston Colt 45s back in 1962 as an expansion team. That's crazy. And then they transferred to become the Houston Astros. And um, that's the team we played. Faced them two weeks ago. They were, that was the game you laughed because they said they were racing to the bat rack against me. <laughs> I made the adjustment today. Um, faced seven, uh, faced six hitters. Got you know, had a good two scoreless innings, and uh, nice. the team hit, and we uh, we got out of there after six innings. Where I think it was, um, I think it was twelve two. You was only the pitched final. two innings. Yeah, because Stata went three, I went two, and then somebody backed me up for the sixth inning. Mister so. Mister got you to the game. Yeah, well, yeah. I some. I listen. I persevered. I found a way over my right shoulder. My little buddy up top, and um, he wouldn't have been happy though. I walked a guy on four pitches. He he hated the walks. Walks score, by the way, most of the time. So I, but it was a four pitch walk. I was disgusted. Next pitch though, uh, double play, ground ball to short, tag the bag, unassisted double play. Mike Lunadelli playing short, one of my boys on the team, getting things done. Salty Dogs won 21 7 on Friday night at Cranston Stadium. I wasn't there, so we parlayed a couple of wins over the weekend. 21 7? Yeah, I believe we're now. Um, I believe you guys we're. In first place? 
No, because I think the Dodgers don't only have. That's for Bezos. I think the team? Dodgers have played more games, so they got more points. They make it a point system at the end. Is so that Frank's, yeah, Frank's but we're nine and two, I believe. Is now. that team so we're, stacked? We're rolling. Yeah, they're good. Same guys. We all if we get our guys there, we're better. We have a better squad. But does that mean we're going to win at the end? I don't know. Paulie Rizzo still playing? Um, no, Paulie Riolis is still playing though. Yeah. yeah. No, Rizzo gave it up. So it was a good weekend. It was a good good morning. And once I found the ballpark, I found the mound, and um, I found my niche. I, uh, I I felt good about about that things. Is with you. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, Sports Chumps, episode 10. Thank you for listening. My name is Mikey Nails. I'm Dean the Dream. Have a great week, everybody. God bless.